Would you like a shortcut to business success? Of course you would, and you're in the right place. Today I'm sharing eight lessons I've learned in eight years of digital marketing. These are the things I've learned from experiencing the highs and lows of running an online business. Ready to find out what they are? Okay, let's go. dreams of growing a trade business using tools like social media, website, and email? Do you want to learn how others have done it? Then make sure you subscribe to The Digital Apprenticeship. I'm your host, Stephanie Trinder, digital marketer with almost 10 years experience. When I was eight years old, my dad lost his building business and declared bankruptcy. He didn't have access to the business resources we do today, and digital marketing was a foreign concept. This inspired me to use my skills to teach tradies like you how to achieve business success using short, really actionable digital marketing tips and tricks. Welcome to The Digital Apprenticeship. This episode is brought to you by my free Shortcut to Digital Marketing eBook with 20 really practical digital marketing tips you can implement for your trade business. Grab them at thedigitalapprenticeship.com.au forward slash ebook. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Digital Apprenticeship podcast. I can't believe that eight years ago, I launched my very first startup, Strong Liftwear. My business partner at the time, Andrew Coleman, and I were working from his tiny apartment in St. Kilda. Our living room was a sea of cardboard boxes exploding with gym wear. I was studying science full-time and working part-time. During my lectures, I would post to social media and respond to customer inquiries. And on my breaks, I would rush to the post office to send their orders. By the time I finished my degree, I was able to work on the business full-time alongside Andrew. Since then, I've played a major role in a diverse range of startups. It's been one hell of a ride. I've worn a lot of hats and the digital landscape has changed significantly. This week, I wanted to do something a little different and share with you a few of the lessons I've learned over the past eight years. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one, failure is inevitable. As a self-confessed perfectionist, mistakes and failures are the end of the world to me. The fear of failure and the mistakes themselves have been something that has caused me a lot of unnecessary anxiety, pointless regret, and negative self-talk. I can tell you after eight years of being in business, I'm finally coming to terms with the fact that failure is inevitable and a problem that we all face. The very nature of being human is being imperfect. It's a part of the human experience. This entrepreneurial lifestyle has forced me to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and realize that failure is essential to growth. You need to be willing to try new things and potentially fail in order to figure out what works and what doesn't. 
Failure facilitates the possibility of change and improvement. And the only way to innovate in your industry is by doing what hasn't been done at the risk of failing. If you're like me and you struggle with this idea of failing, of stuffing up and looking stupid, the two things that have helped me to manage this are reading what other people's experience with failure and vulnerability is. I highly recommend The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson and Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And also bypassing those internal cues of feelings of dread and anxiety when you have stuffed up and instead look for external evidence of your failures, other people's reactions around you equal to how you're feeling or is it all in your head? Don't be afraid to fail. Don't miss out on opportunities because of your fear of failure. Number two, be yourself. Have you noticed that everyone online starts to look the same? We mimic trends, influencers, and celebrities all in an effort to fit in. For the 90 babies, I'm going to take you back to Groove Armada's track, If Everybody Looked the Same. The song goes, if everybody looked the same, we'd get tired of looking at each other. This has never been more relevant. The best way to stand out in an environment where everyone is starting to look the same is to just be yourself. Opt out of the uniformity on social media and surround yourself with influencers and brands who are bold enough to represent diversity and inspire you to show up authentically. Don't get me wrong, you're not going to please everyone, but this is actually a blessing and not a curse. By being yourself, you will attract the attention of the right people. Marketing is just as much about deterring the wrong people as it is about attracting the right ones. I suggest writing out three to five values and the same number of beliefs and living by them. They will keep you accountable, authentic, and unique. For example, one of my values is purpose. When I show up online, I do my best to serve my community by providing value. One of my beliefs is in order to grow, I need to change. So recently I started exploring with reels, something I've never done before. My values and beliefs drive my actions in a way that is true to me. They allow me to show up authentically. Number three, human brands conquer. In a world that is fueled by algorithms, automations, artificial intelligence, and virtual connection, being human is now a competitive advantage. It's not enough to exist online purely to sell anymore. When I began this journey eight years ago, the focus of businesses was telling consumers what they want and promoting the hell out of it. Brands were faceless, but now people want to see themselves in the brands they endorse. They want brands to reflect their values, beliefs, and commitment to worldly issues. According to a 2019 study by Braze, 
a customer who has had an experience with a brand they perceived as being human is significantly more likely to love that brand, make a purchase, feel satisfied, and recommend them to a friend. Right now, creating authentic experiences for your consumers and having human conversation is key. So how do you make your brand more human? Well, your communication should be natural, considerate, and personal. This applies to your emails, your DMs, and when responding to comments on your social media accounts. A helpful exercise is to think of your brand as a living, breathing person. You can think of this person as an extension of yourself or someone you know and write a list of personality traits it has and doesn't have. Give it a name. How does it talk? Does it speak formally or casually? Does it use slang words? What does it value and believe in? Keep your brand personality in one spot or in one, docu- in one document so you can regularly refer to it when showing up online and in your business. Number four, you can't ice a cake that doesn't exist. Your competitive edge, your purpose, ideal customer, values and beliefs are the core foundations of your brand. It's the cake. Combined, they help you guide your business decisions, including where and how to show up online in order to achieve your goals and purpose. In contrast, the icing is the tactics, the small steps or actions that will help you achieve short-term goals. If you've been trying the latest and greatest tips to beat the algorithm or generate more leads and you're just not seeing any results, there's a good chance you're focusing on the icing before you've even made the cake. It's a common mistake I see a lot of small business owners make, and it's the difference between the brands in your industry that all look the same versus the ones that stand out. These memorable brands have a solid brand foundation and communicate them clearly. Think of it like this. You could have two brands that offer the exact same thing to the same quality, but the only difference is one has invested in a brand foundation and the other one hasn't. The one that has invested in a brand foundation, their pricing is more expensive and the presence of that solid foundation is the reason why someone would be willing to spend more money on that brand over the cheaper one. The more expensive brand knows what they stand for, understands their consumer, and communicates this clearly and effectively in their marketing. They stand out. They're memorable. So before you focus on the tactics, I strongly encourage you invest in your brand brand foundation first. The tactics will change over time, but your brand foundations will remain constant. Number five, you can learn almost anything. Guys, I studied science at university. Most of what I've learned over the last eight years has been self-taught through trial and error or forced experience. But just as much has been from networking, reading, listening to podcasts and investing in short courses. I've been an accountant, a web developer, a graphic designer, a copywriter, a customer support person. Honestly, the list goes on. 
I'm sharing this because as small business owners, we wear a lot of hats and often face challenges that, quite frankly, feel beyond our capabilities. I want to assure you that you are capable of more than you know, and everything you need is at your fingertips. You just need to look. Number six, become a jack of all trades and a master of one. Outsourcing your weaknesses is the dream in the startup and small business world. The idea is that outsourcing will give you the time and space to focus on what you're good at whilst making your business more productive and profitable. What I've learned is that it isn't enough to simply outsource your weaknesses unless you're lucky enough to have access to a highly skilled set of people you trust. A much better idea is to have a basic understanding of a range of disciplines needed to succeed in your business. This will help when you do go to outsource these roles because you will know exactly what roles and responsibilities you need to hire for as well as avoid being exploited by people who overpromise and underdeliver because you will have an understanding of the targets they need to meet. Again, as small business owners, we're often juggling a lot of things at once and wearing a lot of hats. But that's, again, a blessing in disguise because by having a basic understanding of several disciplines needed to succeed in your business, you will be able to outsource those roles more effectively because you have the experience in them. Number seven, make sure your website is converting before you invest in lead generation. Website traffic is great, but if that traffic doesn't convert into leads and ultimately clients, then it's basically useless. You might be thinking, oh, that's okay. I'll just focus on getting more visitors then. But I'm here to tell you that more visitors doesn't necessarily turn into more conversions. Before you focus on lead generation, for example, on paid advertising, influencer marketing, collaborations, or whatever you're doing to generate more leads, first focus on making sure that traffic will convert. By focusing on the conversions first, you will get more bang for your buck when you do start to invest in your lead gen, because the idea is that a greater number of your website visitors will take the next step with you. So what do I mean by focusing on conversions? I mean making sure your website sells. There are several things you can do to achieve this, like improving your website load speed, making sure it's user and mobile friendly, utilizing testimonials, and using a clear and compelling language to communicate how you solve your consumers' problems. This is an entire episode in itself, so I'll go into more detail in a future episode. Number eight, it's not about you. In 2018, I became a qualified yoga teacher. Random, I know, but bear with me. Before the final examination, which was to teach to a class, I was feeling extremely nervous. And I'll never forget the advice my yoga teacher, Amelia Schrader, gave to me, which was, it's not about you, it's about them. This completely shifted my perspective. 
rather than focusing on how I was feeling and how I was going to present, I focused on the students and what they would get out of the experience. I showed up for them. Marketing is much the same. The thing is, people don't care about your business. They care about what they get out of the relationship. This is because as humans, we have a natural tendency to think and talk in terms of the self. So keep this in mind when you show up. Rather than focusing on how great your business is and what milestones you've achieved and how great your employee Jack is and what makes him so fantastic, think in terms of the consumer. How does this relate to them? What's in it for them? What do they get out of it? Always circle back to the consumer because that's who you're in business to serve. Well, there you have it. Eight lessons in eight years of being in the digital marketing space. Honestly, I have learned so much over the last eight years. I found it quite difficult to summarize all of those lessons into just eight elements. But I do think that these eight lessons are important ones and I would love to know what you thought about them. If you thought today's episode was great, if you really enjoyed it or got something out of it, I would appreciate you leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe while you're there too. I release a new episode every week, so make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. That's it from me this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll chat to you next week.